Hey everyone, welcome in to your Corporate Global Football Podcast. It's time to review week two of the NFL. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, a pretty good week two. Uh, some good uh, primetime games yet again. Yep, more good primetime games. Some more thrilling, just like down-to-the-wire action, some overtime games. Very exciting week in the NFL, very exciting week in our Dynasty League. Uh, Some more media and drama, uh, as we'll discuss later on in the episode, but it has been wild. It has. uh, I saw earlier today that the NFL ratings and college football as well are kind of through the roof right now, Uh, so... I think people are just excited to have some normal feeling football. Uh, so let's just dive right on into it and go back to that uh, Thursday night game. Uh, it was a thriller as the football team beat the Giants uh, and kind of towards the end of the game there. Yeah, it was a, a great primetime game. That's like the perfect Thursday night game. It's obviously not the best the NFL has to offer, but it was a great, exciting game to watch. Um, and you felt like yeah like this is obvious this is the next this is a tier down but still good football it was it was great to see uh danny dimes out there running the ball 95 (laughs) yards uh leading he led the league in rushing for quite a while into sunday which is funny but uh yeah pretty exciting game heineke gets the win and that's really all i have to say about that one i guess Uh, terry mclaurin tore it up Yep, it's good to see Terry, you know, again with like his 10th quarterback, um, still being amazing. Um, I do want to say I I think that being a Daniel Jones owner in fantasy is going to be pretty enticing to play him because I am almost 100% convinced that the offensive corner has says I don't want him, but he can run and I will get him killed. But we're but that's our best chance of winning. So and it's, if he gets killed. It is what it is. <laughs> like it's football. I think that that's yeah. the message to him, and he's a he's in on it. Like, and so for fantasy outlook, he will be productive. Kenny Galladay, not happy with him. Yeah, that was an interesting thing that unfolded on the sidelines. Uh, reports came out later that it looks like he Galladay was mad at the offensive coordinator, not at Jones, and that. Maybe that'll kind of work itself out. Hopefully he gets the ball more next week. But, yeah, I'm going to probably start Daniel Jones over Matt Ryan this week and just kind of see if he can keep it up. Yeah, I don't blame you. Don't blame you. Um, any any word? Uh, I think Antonio Gibson may be one of the only other uh, sort of interesting, just the whole yeah. McKissick-Gibson usage. Yeah, kind of uh, echoes of the rest of the league to start the season with the Running back by committee, uh, McKissick took up a lot of work, uh, five catches for 83 yards that you would have liked to have seen go to Antonio Gibson. Uh, if Gibson would have scored a touchdown, would have been able to salvage his day, but uh, kind of a lackluster fantasy game for him, only with 69 yards rushing and two catches. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I think it's difficult for us to understand how if you sub Gibson in for McKissick, you don't have the same, if not a better outcome, right? Like if you did every, or if like that doesn't work, like if Gibson's in the game, that's not what's going to happen because they're going to swallow him. Yeah, and it it is interesting since Gibson played wide receiver in college. uh, I guess that just kind of shows how great of a receiving back McKissick is that they're 
using him that that much in that role yeah so that'll be just interesting to see it also could be you know gibson still coming off the toe maybe he's still waiting to fully power up so it could be very true all right let's uh head on into sunday um kind of an ugly game that we had uh in the early slot was the raiders and steelers game um if you look at the score it looks like the raiders uh you know kind of won big but the steelers definitely had a chance towards the end to to win and they, they just couldn't get it done yeah and reports coming out now of everyone on the steelers being hurt mm-hmm. um i think ben roethlisberger has a torn peck now um yeah of course deontay johnson is eternally hurt um yep. I, on the defensive side tj watt yeah, that's a big loss for them. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't get to see like the regular game broadcast, only the uh, red zone one. So I'm sure they were talking about that. But that's a huge loss for the Steelers defense. It is indeed. Uh, but you know, it is still the Steelers. They they'll they always find a way to be fine. Yeah, they'll figure something out. I think uh, if the offensive line can just get it together for Najee Harris it looks like he'll be okay uh didn't really have the game script in this one to really get him going but uh Deontay Johnson before getting hurt was killing it so I hope he can come back healthy uh on the other side the Jacobsless backfield of the Raiders did not do uh much anything and kind of left it to uh Derek Carr to put in a lot of work yeah and work Carr put in he uh very productive finding waller finding the the bomb that they've been looking for in rugs which you like to see um, yeah that's good good for rugs yeah and one of my uh favorite sideline moments of the of the weekend was Carr going over and trying to hug john gruden john gruden being like what in the hell are you doing <laughs> touching me like he could not believe he was and it was even more shocking that it was like positive like he was thrilled to be like in a embrace and john gruden did not seem comfortable with that emotion being shown by Derek carr oh <laughs> uh, that's awesome i wish i would have seen that um it was a great great moment um yeah i think probably one of the lower scoring uh weeks he'll have for Waller and still put up a good amount of points, uh, double digits PPR, so no worries there. Um, a game that wasn't, uh, actually that one wasn't fun really either, but a game that really frustrated me this week was the 49ers-Eagles. Um, I don't know what the over-under was on this game, but I would have probably bet the over, uh, and it was just a nasty game, 17-11. to 11. The 49ers had like five running backs get injured in the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't get the offense going. What a mess. What a mess! Yeah, the uh, also the Hertz bomb. He threw a ninety-yard pass in which they converted no points. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, that it, <laughs> very that, impressive. That's almost like an an event that is like an out. Like it's almost better that it was so bizarre that because you're like, well, this like never happens. This w- will probably never happen again. I don't even have to worry about it. It's like, yeah, so true. bizarre. But then, you can't really recreate that. I wouldn't think. No. And and also uh the 49ers backfield um who was it was it Jermichael Hasty this week who was getting the love? Well, he was the most efficient. <laughs> he had 5 carries for 38 yards. The leading rusher was Elijah 
uh, Mitchell again, 17 carries for 42 yards. So, uh, but I think I can't remember if Mitchell's hurt, but I know Trey Sermon came in, had a nice eight yard run and then got a concussion. Jermichael hasty hurt his ankle. Uh, so I don't know who's, who's running for them next week. I don't know if they're calling up practice squad guys or what. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll just be the Elijah Mitchell show. Maybe you see Brandon IU getting involved. Or Debo. They like going around the edge. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they'll try to get... Uh, Debo had two rushes this week, so I'm sure he'll continue to get some of those. I I guess maybe Carrion Johnson gets pulled up from the practice squad. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, unless Sermon gets cleared. But but he, he looked rocked. I don't know if you saw the play, uh, but it was like a helmet-to-helmet hit. And he just instantly fumbled and, and just kind of laid there for a minute. Kind of a scary uh, situation. But from a fantasy perspective, I don't want a part of anybody on this team right now except for Debo. Uh, not really trusting um, Ayuk yet, obviously. Uh, and even Kittle hasn't been trustworthy yet. So you, you got to think that rebounds. Yeah, I do. I do think that the 49ers, like the the Eagles defense might be okay to you know like yeah they were good against atlanta so yeah and and so that gives you a little bit of hope of like especially for kittle like maybe he can get something going against a a, some easier defensive opponents but he did have the lions which you'd like to think uh you know would be good but the lions i think are just very bad on defense yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about their defense later. Uh, learned a lot about it on Monday night. Um, only other thing I was going to mention on the Eagles was I just I don't know uh, fantasy-wise. I think you have to kind of start Miles Sanders probably depending on where you drafted him in your league. Uh, and then you you thought you could draft Dallas or uh, start Dallas Goddard, uh, but I don't think so with Ertz out there. They're just – everyone's kind of sucking up life from each other. So – We'll have to see if they can put out a couple more startable guys. Yeah, and again, we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the the Eagles' offense. It it was also just like they didn't have many plays. They only ran fifty three plays, I think. Yeah, that Forty ers rushing just kind of sucks away the clock. Yeah, and one thing is Jalen Hurts is not efficient. He needs lots of touches. Yep. That's true. That's why I was already kind of low on Miles Sanders anyways coming into the season. Uh, but that's just another thing that kind of hurts him, uh, in my opinion, is I don't think that, you know, it's not like you have a Ravens offense where there's just this huge, powerful rushing attack where everyone benefits, like from the option and stuff. Like, Hurts had 82 rushing yards in this game and a touchdown. Uh, and Sanders wasn't bad by any means. I actually had a, he had a couple runs. I saw that. I thought he looked really good, but... Uh, probably not getting enough work to be an RB1. Oof. All right, next up we have our first AFC South divisional game. Um, was going pretty well for our Houston Texans against the Browns until Tyrod Taylor got hurt, uh, and the Browns ended up pulling away, winning by 10. Yeah, you hate to see that. Tyrod. Man. Tough a weird break. touchdown run he had. It just kind of came up, and, and it looked really strange. We were talking about it live. Uh, just the way he ended that play seemed really odd, and then, of course, came out later that he did get hurt. Yeah, 
similar to another quarterback we'll talk about later on an older quarterback trying to to relive the running days and you hate to see it you you hate those like non-contact just it it pops on you sort of things especially when when he, he was playing so well and they you know they crushed jacksonville week one they were hanging with the browns a playoff uh you know game winning team um I was kind of rooting for them just because they got so much hate. Uh, but, you know, it's it's time for Davis Mills getting thrown in there on Thursday night. We'll see what happens. Mm. I think I'm, it's going to be ugly. I'm here for it. I think, I think it's going to be ugly, but it'll be fun. Nothing. It's going to be more into the fire than I think we've ever seen before, potentially. I think you're right. Um, on the Brown side... Uh, just a lot of rushing. Uh, you know, that Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, two-headed monster did their did their thing. Uh, and then just kind of spread out the ball from Baker Mayfield, just kind of manage them to a win. A, a very efficient 19 of 21 for Baker. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is like this. He is the most amazing, like, quarterback for that style of offense. He is like Baker Mayfield with the Titans I think would be insane. I think it would be very hmm. good. He there's something about like he really is getting good at the decision making, I think. And he just doesn't run plays that don't work now. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I would have to watch a little more to see uh I honestly it, every time I see the Browns pop up on my screen on Sunday it's usually Nick Chubb making some incredible run uh and I, I haven't paid much attention but I'll try to keep an eye on him because it's very funny to look at uh his top really the top six targets on this team you're just like huh like you know Austin Hooper yeah okay that makes sense but the rest of the guys you're just kind of like he doesn't have like with uh Odell Beckham out and now Landry on IR just doesn't have a lot of weapons but still finds a way to get it done yeah just does what he needs to do no more, no less. He knows what he can do. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm also, I was thinking today, I'm a pretty big, like, I want the Browns to do well. Yeah. I, I agree with that for sure. Um, but it's going to be, I don't, I don't, I think it would be weird to see them rise up to like a perennial contender, like Ravens Chiefs level, but maybe we'll see. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, they maybe could, but I don't. I don't necessarily see that either. Maybe just a couple years. I am interested in who. What's going to happen with wide receiver with Jarvis Landry getting injured? Just right. What? Who? What's going to happen with that offense now? Will people really be able to load the box? Yeah, I'm sure that they'll try and kind of make Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones prove them you know, prove themselves a little bit. Both of those guys kind of had flashes here and there, but no consistent uh, production. So this is a big chance for them. Um, so the next game we're going to talk about Broncos, Jaguars, and uh, really I'm rooting hard for uh, Two Glove Teddy, Teddy Two Glove, mm-hmm. however you want to <laughs> say it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, another nice win uh, against uh, struggling rookie. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I I don't have much to say about this game except it's sad. This like 
I'm actually, this is like the worst, one of the worst wins I've ever seen. Like Broncos, you only won by 10 and Trevor Lawrence had two picks and only threw for like 110 yards. It, like, I'm like, how did you only win by that much? What, what's what's going on here? <laughs> and But the, you look well, like you did things well and efficient, but it's like, just win they the also game. Kicked, they kicked three field goals. So uh, a little bit of stalling out uh, in there. Uh, I know there was a couple plays I saw. Uh, my Kentucky boy on the D-line for Jacksonville, Josh Allen had a big sack that kind of messed up one of their drives too. So, you know, you you are right though. They should win that game by more. Um, and, you know, no Judy. You saw Cortland Sutton have a huge game, nine receptions for 159 yards, uh, which I know you were not really a big fan of his. So we'll see if he can keep that up. Yeah, I'm I'm interested as well. And all right well that oh yeah oh i just not sold on the broncos yet still 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 am yeah i'm not sold on them on a team either i don't i don't necessarily think they're a threat by any means but i think they'll probably be like a seven and ten eight and nine maybe team this year uh but i am just rooting for teddy that's that's about mm-hmm. all i have there uh so the jags drop to zero and two and uh sink sink down to the bottom uh of the afc south um, next up, another surprising game <laughs> with the Saints, but this time kind of in reverse. I don't know if they used up all their mojo on Packers week one, but they get uh, kind of manhandled by the Panthers, 26-7. to Yep, they get absolutely pummeled. Um, kind of one of those weird games, too, when you look at the stat line. So, like, the Jameis pick, like, one of those is just him sort of taking a shot. Like, it's just him trying to do Jameis things when he has to kind of stuff. Absolutely. And so you're like, you don't, you're not even that mad about those picks. The big thing for me is that, again, very little information to me about this team because they were missing like seven offensive coaches for the game. Yes. And that was fascinating. Yeah. That's so many eyes to help you see what's going on that you're just so many perspectives you're missing that you're so used to having oh yeah and I, I imagine even for the players especially uh the different uh defensive core groups like you know you run back over to the bench to like talk to your coach and he's not there so um i i know we can't really measure what that did but it definitely had to have some type of impact um i would be looking to look ahead to week three for them uh to keep an eye on the spread uh, for let's see, they play um, the Patriots next week. Um, so, depending on if there's a little bit of overreaction to this loss, may want to uh, place a little bet on the Saints. So keep your eye on that. Ooh, looking for the Saints on the bet. Uh, and on the other side, the Panthers. Uh, not much. Don't you know? Yeah, I, Christian McCaffrey. That that's pretty much all you got to say. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I will say. Sam Darnold looking like he's a like can win football games with a competent team type of quarterback. Uh, probably worth you know like if you're the Panthers, he's still young. He seems like he has potential to at least like do something. Like he can manage the game. I think much more than we expected and play football. Yeah, I think I think Sam Darnold could get to uh, a Kirk Cousins type of role in the NFL, where like you know he's going to be your starter. You're not really going to get rid of him. Um, and unless you surround him with 
like a, a really good defense and another offensive weapon to go with McCaffrey, probably not going to go too far, but you'll always be competitive. I could see that kind of being his role in the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. But but the thing is, playing against the Jets and the Saints now, you think we think the Saints defense is good because of the Packers result, but that also could have mm. just been the Packers yeah, getting warmed up. That's true. Getting Roger shaking that uh, weird rust off. Could have been. Uh, well, next we have a depressing game to talk about. <sighs> the Colts go down 24-27 to the Rams. A uh, very tough loss for me as a Colts fan. I watched a lot of this game, and I'll just kind of throw out a few takes there and let you respond. So, uh, f- first, honestly, I was frustrated at the end of the game with Carson Wentz just for getting hurt, and more of in like a joking way. You know, uh, it, it sucks that he got hurt, but it's just like it's you know it gets old, uh, and he's only been on the team for two weeks. But like this has been his whole career in the NFL, and uh, I let myself get excited too, which is frustrating. But I will say, opening the season with the Seahawks and Rams isn't easy, uh, and both of their defensive lines are really tough. So when Wentz was in there, he honestly didn't play too bad. Um, had two drives where that he got him down inside the five, and Jonathan Taylor and the offensive line could not get them to score, uh, and they didn't get to kick a field goal. So you know that's that's how you lose a football game. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, that's my spin zone is just try to, you know, think about that. Think about offensive line can hopefully get a little bit better. And I think that they could still be okay if Wentz is healthy. Yeah. I actually, one of my comments was, was going to be that Carson Wentz was actually fine. Like he does seem mm-hmm. to, he, he does seem to scramble a little out of control. Like he's he he's good at it, and he ducked a yeah. defensive player that it was really nice, and like he was being nice and shifty. But it's like that next thing, like once it gets into that point, he it for some, he can't find that next play quite as well as some other quarterbacks who do that. I think that that's sort of his next unlock. Like he has that potential. He's got to figure out how to get back to making the final play. But he was certainly more exciting than the alternative yeah absolutely uh and jacob eason comes in when we need to drive down to tie the game or win it and just instantly throws an interception so i don't know uh he'll probably looks like he might have to start this week uh at the titans and if he does it's not going to be pretty i don't think um he could surprise me we'll see but i would love to see a healthy carson Wentz for the for the first uh divisional game yeah me, me as well. Also, it seems like Matthew Stafford still just love and Cooper Cup and Sean McVay. They just yeah. So far, uh, Cooper Cup may be one of the best uh, like redraft picks that you could have had because wherever you drafted him, you were not expecting to get wide receiver one weeks in the first couple of weeks of the season. No, I I know a few people out there who were maybe thinking that way in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's and, fair. And they and they actually inspired me to start taking him partially. But, yeah, I did not expect it at all. Yeah, I really wish I would have gotten him in a few more best ball spots, but um, that's okay. Uh, I, I like Cooper Cup. I'll keep rooting for him. All right, 
Um, up next, we have a, a real bummer of a game in a lot of ways. The Bills just were able to do Bills things and just rough up the Dolphins and take Tua out 35-0. to zero. Yeah, just this is the worst 35-0 win of all time. Like, <laughs> the Josh Allen wasn't that efficient. They ran, yeah, he really wasn't. Yeah, they ran the ball fine. They just had such good field position on turnovers, and it, it just it just was not the Dolphins' day, and it was the Bills. No ma- it was like a game where the Bills could have done everything wrong and probably still won. Yep, yeah, uh, two turnovers. The, the Dolphins punted five times. There was just a lot that went wrong for them. Obviously, once two of went down in like the first series, uh, the offense could not get going. Uh, former Colt Jacoby Brissett looked really rough coming in to relieve Tua. Uh, nothing on the ground. So just a game that you want to forget if you're the Dolphins and try to move on. <laughs> yep, on to the next one. Yep. All right, uh, up next, <laughs> talk about a game you want to forget uh, if you're rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, 25 to six lost to the jet or to the Patriots. And was it four interceptions? Yes. Ooh. That's rough. What do you have to say about your future quarterback? Oh, what I have to say is this. INTs are greater than INJs. Throw all the picks you want this <laughs> season, Zach Wilson. It's okay. Get it out. <laughs> I'd much rather you be playing, throwing interceptions and because now I get to go in the film room and be like, okay, what did Bill Belichick, that conniving old man, what did he, what did, what voodoo magic did he put on me? And then he gets to yeah. learn, and that's the most important thing right now. He's got to learn, and you can't learn if you can't play. That's fair. Um, yeah, this is definitely a a chance, an opportunity to learn. Uh, you know, you want to see Zach Wilson have a growth mindset here, and just see this as a chance to get better. Um. Yeah, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Mac Jones didn't do anything spectacular, but he's doing exactly what they want him to do. Not turn the ball over and just, you know, pass it to James White six times. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see here. So he has 12 of his 22 completions to non – or 13 of his 22 completions to non-wide receivers. Yeah, very rem- – I mean, you know, that's what they had Cam Newton do last year as well, if you remember. So they kind of kept that, uh, you know, s- similar offense and ran quite frequently. They didn't have any crazy big um, yardage numbers, but there was one run, uh, Damian Harris, on that touchdown run, just bulldozed through some people. It took like seven or eight jets to try to bring him down, and he still got into score. Loved that play. Oh, yeah, and again – Four turnover, four interceptions. The field position, like yeah, that'll you know, help you. Yeah, so four field goals uh, attempted and made for the Patriots in this one. So it could have been an even bigger blowout. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of interceptions, we had a lot of interceptions for this <laughs> next game as well. Uh, Joey Burrow three interceptions in a row against the Bears. Bears squeak out a victory. Yeah, this is was bizarre it was so strange to watch zach wilson and i was like see joe burrow he's over there throwing three picks it's fine (laughs) like that's this is just what happens um 
he was playing really great up until that too <laughs> yeah it just like fell you know it just fell apart for him he i think what was nice is i do think he ended up bouncing back and driving it for a touchdown so like mm-hmm. th- that's what all you're looking for like you know he's played this is what game like 10 for him in the nfl yeah something like so, that so you know he was able to bounce back mid-game and give you a chance to win after a terrible day i'm also a big moral victory guy so uh, <laughs> especially for quarterbacks because honestly there's only so many that can seem that can play so yeah yeah that's fair um yeah th- there was almost a kind of a miracle win for the Bengals towards the end because they he drove him down to score and then justin fields threw an interception and then uh burrow threw another touchdown uh but then they they couldn't get the ball back um before we talk about the dalton fields thing one, one last comment i'll say on the Bengals. uh the only note i took for this show today was this this one right here so one of the things i love about watching the nfl on red zone is when they pop into the games you get to hear a lot of the like b and c uh network commentators that you you don't hear because if you're if you're not watching it because you know normally you just get the main guys like aikman and uh buck and then romo and nance on cbs um but this game mark sanchez was calling it oh (laughs) and you know legendary uh, Mark Sanchez, who was god awful for the Jets, butt fumble. Um, he was in the process of describing how Joe Burrow was going to be able to come in after that interception, completely ignore it, and just bounce right back and recover. And like as he's saying that, he threw a second interception, and I was just like, "You see, this is why Mark Sanchez is not in Tony Romo position. <laughs> like, just hilarious of all people to be describing that was Mark Sanchez." Oh, that's so funny. Well, if anyone has a chance to try to talk about a, a bounce back, I mean, he's at least he's on. He's on television in New York, you know, after a it's butt fumble. Yeah. Also, yeah. just uh, he got memed into a, a, to the point where he's like awesome. Like there's that there's that <laughs> there's that line you cross as a meme where like you're made fun of and then you become like meme lore. And he's almost yeah. in that section of the world now where he's all he's almost back yeah. to being awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think the pendulum has swung all the way to the other side for him uh, after the butt fumble. Um, okay, so tell me, when Dalton first went out, did did you have any type of conspiracy theory, or did you think like, oh, okay, he's really hurt? Oh no, I thought he was hurt. I was like, oh, he, it gave out on him. <laughs> he's too <laughs> he's too old and stiff. Yeah, I guess like watching it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, he 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 really did come up gingerly on that. But it didn't take long. They were like, we're going to put him right back in, and then he gets hurt again. I just thought for sure, like, maybe Nagy finally woke up and realized, like, I got to get this guy out of here. And no, he just, he's gone past doubling and tripling down at this point. He's just all in on Dalton. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't believe it. And the and the the whole reason why is, like, yeah, Justin Fields got in there, threw a pick real bad, like, played not well. They still want managed to win the game, and so now you're like, okay, Justin Fields, like, you have to start playing and learning. You know, this is just this is just how you get better at quarterback. You just have to play. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the Fitzpatrick Tua situation from last year, where even though Tua Tua may not have been ready, and they were actually winning games and were a playoff contender, they still just 
you know, you got to worry about the future. You got to go for for the young guy. Um, yeah, I think that's all I had. Yeah, the only other thing for me would be the Bears just choked out, not not able to really run the ball against the Bengals defense that allowed Dalvin Cook to run pretty decently on him, mm-hmm. if I remember right. So a bit odd there. Um, but that was about all. The only thing else I had. All right. So the next one we had uh, the most points from week two. The Buccaneers put up a 48 uh, point game on the Falcons, 25. Uh, Tom Brady just doing his thing, precision, slicing them up, Gronk, two touchdowns, bam. Yeah, they just he just he just did Tom Brady stuff. Just threw the ball to everyone. Everyone got some love. Gronk got in the end zone. That's how they play. He had yeah. From a fantasy perspective, I think um, we saw it in week one and two. Every week, you're gonna see one of Evans, Godwin, or Antonio Brown kind of be left out. Um, this week it was Antonio Brown. Last week it was Mike Evans. But uh, I think the the ceiling is just worth. You got to throw them in the lineup, even if they give you a two point week. Yeah, at least for now, until something changes. You know, what we we may find ourselves where one of them really does become like dropped off or Gronk really is just like touchdown only. Um, that's about, that's about it on the fantasy side, but I totally agree. It's three of the four every week and you just take your shot. Yeah. Yeah. If I had Gronkowski, unless I have one of the big, like three or four tight ends, I'm probably starting him every week just because even if he does get one catch, if it's a touchdown, then that's pretty much better than all the other tight ends that week anyways. So, uh, Probably worth it for him. That's true. Uh, on the Falcon side, we did have a much better game, a good showing from our rookie Kyle Pitts. Five catches, 73 yards. Oh, yeah. This is much more. This is sort of what I was talking about um, when I made my my hot take about Kyle Pitts. I was expecting this and then in like a touchdown every other game at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you got this uh, as more of a floor to a slightly above floor game with no touchdown, you're super happy. Um, and then going forward, start getting in the end zone for him, and he's going to do do just fine. Yep, 100%. The, the real uh, thing to look out for here is the the Cordell Patterson role. Uh, is he kind of the running back? I'm using air quotes. You can't see it, but running back to own over Mike Davis after the game he had. You know, I don't really think so. He's. I wish I would have taken him more in best ball, just because of his from fantasy. The his running back and wide receiver flexibility is pretty interesting, um, especially for best ball. Mm-hmm. But it's so tough in like a normal league. You know, it's like Cordell Patterson or Mike Davis. That's it. That's like your last running back two spot. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. If he's going to get that many catches a game, uh, you got to consider it. I think several, even though Mike Davis ended up with two more carries, they were kind of towards the end of the game when it didn't matter. It seemed like when they were trying to run their main offense, it was <laughs> Patterson was doing it. So, Hey, and maybe you could be like, I'm really torn on it. 
Also, I want to say, you know how I was talking about interceptions are good, are totally fine for young quarterbacks? They are not acceptable for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, you cannot throw three interceptions, and you know it. Especially two pick sixes. Yeah, you can't do that, Matt. Yep. Uh, Very happy. Shout out Mike Edwards, uh, Kentucky uh, defensive back that got those two pick sixes, but... Yep, can't can't have that. That's that's why he's getting benched for Daniel Jones this week. Ooh, nice. All right, uh, another fun game was Vikings Cardinals. Uh, oh. The Vikings lose this game in a classic Vikings fashion with a miss, miss bleh, mixed. Oh my gosh, missed field goal to end the game, uh, and Kyler Murray was, had another stellar performance. Yeah, this is a this is a game that you say. Yeah, Kirk Cousins just loses these games, and it's not even his fault. It's just something about him loses these games, and like it's like what I I can't describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough too because uh, Dalvin Cook was having a really awesome game and and came out twice and they put back in. Uh, you really hate it from a fantasy perspective that he didn't get a touchdown because running the ball 22 times for 131 yards when your longest rush is 16 yards that means he was just eating up eating up every play uh putting in some good work there and cousins didn't have any interceptions they put together a good game but like i said uh miss field goal and kyler murray hard to beat that uh, i do have my first award of the week to give out uh here mm. and this is going to be the snake oil salesman of the week award and I don't know if I explained this last week. It's kind of self-explanatory, but this is an award for somebody that has a performance that I, I think they're selling you snake oil. I don't think it's going to continue uh, for the season. And not sure if I've ever given it to one of my own fantasy players, but Rondale Moore is going to get this one. Um, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I'm very excited about him. Glad he had this type of game. Um, I just I don't see it. I really I could have given it to Max Williams too, his his teammate. But uh, if you look at that touchdown that he scored, that huge like seventy-seven yarder, he was just wide open. It was a blown coverage. Um, he is fast and all that type of stuff, uh, but that's not something that you're going to see consistently. And I just think that similarly to the Bucks, every week it's going to be somebody different between Moore, Kirk, Hopkins, AJ Green here and there. So uh, excited for Rondell Moore, but not looking to you know take him off the taxi squad and throw him into the lineup just yet. Mm, okay, I was going to ask because. Against the Titans, we didn't really talk about Rondell Moore much last week, but mm-hmm. one of the things was they were already designing plays for him. That's true. Um, so, like, they... He he has taken on, at the minimum, what Christian Kirk was last season. Yeah. Um, He's just that type of athletic freak that, that you have to kind of draw plays for him, I think. Yeah. Like if you have a tool like that in your toolbox, you 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 want to find an excuse to go use it. Yeah, but that's always that's always good. That's always yes. good for rookies. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, do we want to head into? I guess the most exciting game of the week by far uh, was the Titans Seahawks. Titans pull out a thrilling win in overtime. Uh, we'll get into your uh, X's and O's here in just a second, and of course. We got to give out the Workman of the Week award right off the bat to the one and only King Derrick Henry. The King. Yeah, he is he had an amazing game. <laughs> 35 carries. 
ridiculous. The Titans <laughs> ran game, so many plays. Yeah, in a game they were losing twenty four to nine at halftime. You're still able to give your big man the ball that much and let him let him do his thing. Truly amazing, which this leads me into Coach Willie's X's and O's section. We're going to talk about uh, a play that I just love. Because last week, as you know, I sat here in the coach's room and I chewed out uh, Coach Coach Downing on the terrible naked boot call against the Cardinals' <laughs> play four. But this play, and you know, you never know with plays nowadays how much coordinator or quarterback has to do with it. But it's the, the big 60-yard touchdown that that mm-hmm. Derrick Henry breaks off and it's the exact same play I was I was showing Hunter on video it's the same play they run for their first touchdown but it's this designed play all the way to the right and right before the play AJ Brown motions up and essentially lines up next to Pruitt the tight end and they are just five <laughs> loaded up on this one side but they start the play to the weak side and the last guy in the line of scrimmage cuts hard inside of A.J. Brown. And so A.J. Brown is just stuck there with this guy heading straight for Derrick Henry. And so A.J. Brown does the only thing he can, which is just block him so far down and hope Derrick Henry hits the cut. And it's, then it's just Derrick Henry one-on-one out there in space. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what happens. And Derrick Henry, that's he just sees it. I, it's, it's amazing. That's where it's like that vision where he's like, oh, if – AJ has this last guy. I'm going. I'm taking on this one dude, and now it's game over. Yeah. Once he sees it, it's like turning the Titanic for a second. You got to turn the big beast. But then once he's going, he gets going downfield. You're not going to bring him down. No. And he was ready for the stiff arm if he needed to give it. He's he's just oh, so yeah. he's just so locked and loaded at all times. Now I will say there's no film session without there's no perfect play as you know, and I have to say. Michael Pruitt, you had some great catches getting us out of uh, out of our own end zone on a play, uh, drawing some penalties in the passing game. But my gosh, son, you are slow <laughs> off the ball. My lord, quicksand for feet. Just absolutely stuck. Everyone else is off the ball touching the defensive player, and he's hands still on the ground. It's bad. He needs He needs some help on the stands. It's it's hilarious too because he has the same stat line receiving as uh, AJ Brown, <laughs> three receptions for forty three yards. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, that's AJ because Brown. Brown dropped some passes. So yeah, yeah. He <laughs> it seems that everyone every, he knows that everyone knows it. The the Ole Miss boys did not perform well in DK and AJ in this game, which is what I think we were all hoping for was they'd both be kind of like mm-hmm. wide receiver dueling at dueling it out, and they looked bad aj brown dropping it dk with a couple of penalties instead you had the old hats uh being the stars in this one and i have to rant for a second because i was legit angry like i could go on a whole side tangent about nfl officiating but the fact that they overturned that julio touchdown is just blows my mind because they call it a touchdown and then they look at it and it's fairly obvious that he was in bounds and so not only do they not say like the call stands they reverse it and i just i I cannot fathom that if it had been called incomplete on the field it's it would still would have been egregious but this is like like my makes my stomach hurt i was so mad about that oh see i i think i kind of get it 
no I, yeah it didn't bother me i was kind of i kind of got it i'm with gene it was called a <laughs> touchdown yeah it's the heel thing though uh, well i'll continue <laughs> to support my my boy julio and it also would have given him a touchdown which would have helped me in fantasy that's fine i just he's he's gonna get his and it's gonna be okay but i was glad to see him just have a good game in general uh that that nice 51 yard uh reception was awesome um you know i don't think he has all the speed he did when he was younger but he still is an elite pass catcher uh i think he had maybe one drop but it looks like him and Tannehill are gonna be okay oh yeah he had a nice game doing doing what you need him to do move very good at moving the sticks getting some chunk yardage for us he was yeah and like you said Great. he's he's at the at worst like a blade of grass or a different a different opinion away from a touchdown yeah um on the other side one thing i was going to say was uh if i was in like a season-long league i would easily trade tyler lockett right now for dk metcalf if somebody would take it um i think that this will even out uh tyler lockett usually has some of these big boom games but i I don't think it'll continue for the whole season. That would just be surprising. I think uh, both defenses early, Colts and Titans, kind of focused on keeping DK contained, and it let Lockett pop off. So eventually I think we'll see that even out. DK will be okay. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. All right, I really don't want to talk about this next game very much because it just angered me at how bad it was. Uh, Cowboys and Chargers should have been a very fun like shoot 'em up game, and instead it was a just a nasty twenty to seventeen victory for the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys bad fantasy game, but like if you're that's a football coach's game right there. Yeah, Mike McCarthy for sure. Yeah, but the thing about it is the fact that they threw it threw it around the yard the game before because that's what they needed to do. This game would worry me if it was the first game. But I know that this this is like also a game plan. It feels like a game plan game where the mm-hmm. Char- Chargers secondary and pass rush is very good. You're just going to pound the rock. It's just it's just what we're going to do. And they won. So it's tough to, if they would have lost, you probably would have complained. But we'll see how the next game goes. Yeah, I, I guess they showed us that the plan is not to make Dak throw it 50 times a game. Uh, like it, we thought they might have to <laughs> against the Bucks. So um, Tony Pollard, it was exciting. We'll see uh, what that backfield looks like going forward. Chargers, uh, you know, great effort. Mike Williams looks good. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Yep, Eckler way more involved in the passing game like we expected this week. Yes, they remembered he could catch the ball very well. Yep, but not well right, enough to uh, win the game. One of my favorite games of the week probably second to Titan Seahawks was the thriller on Sunday night Chiefs and Ravens Lamar finally gets uh Patrick Mahomes off his back with an awesome victory uh awesome game oh yeah great game um you know most shocking thing about the game has to be uh the lockdown on Tyreek Hill mm-hmm um, yeah, I don't think I've seen a game like that in a long time that I remember. Yeah, I I think I would guess he probably has like one of these a year, really, where a team is able to completely just take him out. Um, last year against Buffalo, 
uh, he scored five points. He had three receptions for 20 yards. Uh, and every other game, he was uh, well above double digits. Um, and I would imagine, let's see, 2019, um, yeah, one game like that as well. So, you know, every now and then, you're gonna a team's going to make that their priority. And, I, I mean, it, it almost didn't even pay off. Like, they barely won. So <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. It might be the only way, though. It may be. It may be. Um, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Other thing from this game, I think uh, I'm officially ready to say that I don't think that uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be like a special <laughs> running back. Um, I still think he has potential to be a good system guy for them, but the lack of uh, passing work is very concerning, especially in a game where Tyreek isn't dominating the game. Uh, I just, they don't use him. Like, I, I'm not even saying that it's because he's bad as a player. I just don't think that he's going to get used like people thought he would when they he was drafted there. From a fantasy perspective, a lot of people had him ranked a lot lower than most of the backs in that class, and they bumped him up when he went to the Chiefs. And now, you know, maybe people are seeing there was a reason why he wasn't uh, ranked as highly. Uh, I don't know. That may be a hot take, but I, I'm liking that I traded him away. Mm. So I'm kind of with you. I So number one is fumbling the ball. In that yeah. in that spot, man, it's rough. I know fumbles just happen. That's a tough one, though. Um, first one of his career, so I'll give him that. Yeah, tough time to have your first one. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're Andy Reid, it's so tough because you're like you sit there and you just look and you just look at the number twenty-five and the number fifteen and you just look back and forth and <laughs> think you just you just say, yeah, who do I want to have the ball? during this yeah. and it's yep. just I mean, tougher. I yeah it should i mean i totally get it and i think that's i think maybe people underestimated that aspect from a fantasy when he was coming out like the best or or the one b to brady uh quarterback in the league is on <laughs> is in the backfield standing next to this guy um and he can move around and do a lot of stuff on his own so yeah that's you know kind of a tangent there but uh other than that kelsey did kelsey and oh i'm very excited about hollywood brown two games in i'm very very excited for him i liked him a lot uh coming into the league third year looks like he's starting to figure some things out um yeah that's good i'm as a hollywood owner also excited you're still just like Lamar doesn't throw the ball very much, but I've kind of resigned myself now to the Ravens run the ball so well. Hollywood can he he quote unquote booms, but that's like the offense, like, mm-hmm. and that's just going to happen. Lamar's good enough at throwing off the play action, and you have to play it so hard that he's yep. going to get his most of the time. Yeah, I don't think he'll have a ton of games where he has a lot of receptions, but. Uh, he's so fast that I think he'll be good for, you know, one to two, like, 20-yard gains here and there. And then he scored one touchdown in this game, and he had a chance to score another one. Uh, I saw, uh, I think, uh, either great defense or maybe the pass was a bit off, but he had another red zone target, so you like that for him as well. Um, I, I traded for him in both of my other dynasty leagues this offseason. 
and very happy I did. I didn't come knocking on your door, but uh, Gotham Knights kind of have a crowded wide receiver room. Um, running the the rushing for Lamar was just incredible in this game. Hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he's a boss, and the way he moves is truly incredible. Yeah, him and and Kyler Murray are just a joy to watch run around back there. Yeah, and through there in Lamar's case. That's what's amazing about Lamar is he goes into yeah. the belly of the beast and makes it out alive every Sunday, Monday. Yep. Yeah, the the flip uh, into the end zone on that one touchdown did stress <sighs> me out, but I yeah, also love that he did it. Whew. Yeah, stressed me out too. I was like, bro, like you, that's like fine at Louisville. Can't do that anymore. Like you've been in the NFL now for like three years. You got you can't do that. Um, but yeah, glad that. Uh, Harbaugh let him make the call to go for it and that they they won Uh, I don't hate the Ravens so uh, either of those teams are are cool with me all right that leads us with one last game Monday night Uh, outside of the Manning broadcast you know didn't really care too much about this game Packers dominated the whole way Aaron Jones dominated Um, but yeah loved watching Peyton and Eli it kind of gets boring with some of the guests but there was there was some good moments on there for sure. I love I love I still think that the concept of the Manning broadcast is great. I do think they have to if they booted Eli and if it was like Manning and Marshawn, like that's a that broadcast <laughs> is one I want to watch. I Yeah. The 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 personality of that show being Peyton, that should be like the lower personality if that makes sense. Hmm. Eli is like that next he's like so mellow it's like too low energy for me yeah I I definitely felt like Peyton was putting himself out there and really no one except for Pat McAfee was able to like answer his energy and like make it feel like a good gel Uh, because you're right a lot of times Eli would either like kill the vibe or just he was he was saying things that were somewhat interesting or, or good uh, but one because of the audio issues and two it was because how boring he is it definitely suffered but I, yeah you're right I would love to see him and I bet as successful as this has been and as, it seems like he really enjoys it uh, either they'll do something better next year or he'll move into the booth yeah I would agree so give him a ton of money I let him go in there and uh, I just I really I mean I guess also I love Peyton because obviously the Colts fan but uh, I really just liked hearing him talk about football. It was it's like Romo, but I, I don't know something about it was a little different, uh, a little less like goofy. Yeah. Also, Peyton does a better job. Tony Romo was saying like, "Oh, we got X, blah 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 blah." Yeah, he's very technical. That's yeah. true. And Peyton's like, "Oh, we have this play. Here's what it is." He has more time to explain. I think where Tony Romo has to get back to the call. Yeah, it's like Romo is is kind of a goober. But and it, he's just being himself where he's like he's saying exactly what he sees, which is cool that he's able to like recognize all that stuff. But it's not really helpful for someone that doesn't know X's and O's. You're just like, oh, that's impressive, I guess. But Peyton's like, OK, let me explain this to you. Uh, and he was just continually right, which is awesome. But I loved him talking about the Lions defense in this game. Oh, yeah. What did he was he was he like, oh, it's terrible. How are you going to do that? Well, he was basically just pointing out that, like, they just kept playing, like, two high safeties in cover two towards the end, or, or really even before the end, but, oh, yeah. like, just 
expecting eventually Rodgers would get impatient and like force something down, either get an interception or, or you know, three and out or something. But Rodgers was completely content with like dumping it off to Aaron Jones and, and running the ball and they never adjusted. <laughs> yeah. So just what it is. It is what it is. Speaking of Aaron Jones in this game, just and De- I mean Devonte Adams too, but Aaron Jones just f- finding the end zone. Yep, three times. Um, yeah, he was a runner-up to to Derrick Henry. You know, it that's one of those things. Unfortunate Derrick Henry had the week he did during this week, or else uh, Aaron Jones definitely would have been Workman of the Week. But just a great great game in six receptions 48 yards and three touchdowns it's awesome and a, and a rushing touchdown oh yeah yeah i had four Forgot TDs. about that crazy yep good stuff um and my boy randall cop got involved this week <laughs> so glad to see he's not completely washed he had a few receptions yes he did and there, there was one really timely one it was a third down yeah conversion that's that should be his bread and butter oh yeah all right. Well, speaking of our bread and butter, it is time to talk about the corporate global, corporate global dynasty league. Uh, we had some kind of e- equaling out this week. Uh, a lot of the teams that went zero and two last week got some victories. Uh, a standings update: We got winner faces Marley Magic, both undefeated, followed by my co-host uh, William Spicer in third place. Then we got a log jam: Matriarchs, Gotham Knights, Touchdown Nabby, and God Kings, all holding it down in the middle while the Pit Kings suffer another horrible Monday night loss to move them to 1-3. And, and we've got the popular ballers and flaming Hot Cheetahs at the back, 0-4, looking to rebound this week. Wow, what a, what a wild week for our fantasy league. Another down-to-the-wire median fight. Yeah, less than a point again decides that extra victory. This uh, time you are the benefactor. I was, yes. And I have to say, given the nature of Ryan and I's bowl, our bowl game that we play, it was nice that both of us had to got, got the little medallion at the end of that one, at the end of that <laughs> battle, that Aaron Jones gets a... It's really the Aaron Jones Award this week. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, but I hate that it happened to Colton, and I hate that one of his players fumbled again. Like, Yeah, what are the odds, man? <laughs> Two Monday night fumbles it's from good players. Insane. Yeah, it's really rough luck. Um, props to Marley Magic. I, for me, he's the story coming out of week two, uh, starting out 4-0. Um, I know there's been rumors of him selling the franchise. I can't imagine you know, how much the value has gone up in the last two weeks, uh, You know, just being able to start out 4-0. This week uh, should be interesting because he's got – uh, a tough matchup against Katie, who just had a big victory herself. So we'll see if he can keep it alive and keep the magic rolling. Yes, this is a, a huge matchup. Uh, the the matriarchs moving into four and two would be sort of like like you were talking about that correction towards what a lot of people were expecting, and it would really cause another log jam to start to happen potentially. Yeah, there, there's a lot of potential for uh, some separation this week, again, just with these double victories, uh, because you've got the winner faces and God Kings. I wouldn't be surprised if that results in a split, even if Wyatt wins. I could see 
Brady getting a victory with points. Um, I faced the popular ballers, and I've been really uh, impressed with their efforts so far. Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman came on strong. Kyle Pitts putting it together. So not you know not an easy victory by any means for me this week either. I would agree, yeah. And it's just like an, another reminder of our league just is very competitive. Mm-hmm. Like every team is good. Like even, you know, we think about touchdowns and Abby. George Kittle still hasn't done what we expect. Like there's still a lot of players who have a chance to have some coming out parties this season. Season's very long now. Yeah, if Tyreek and Corey Davis would have had average games this week for Touchdown Navi, then he would have been like probably right in the mix with those guys that were hovering around the median as well. Um, and George Kittle, yeah, like you said. So definitely could have uh, you know, squeaked out a, an extra win there. Um, before I forget to do it on the show, let me go ahead and give you uh, Hunter's Hunches real quick while we're talking through all these matchups. So... Started out with a bang, one and no. Jared Cook outscored Cream Hunt by one point, so it's it's a victory. I'll take it where I can get it. I was really hoping that Colton would have ended up uh, winning against you by less than a point, because then my hunch would have been the clincher. That would have been cool. But either way, uh, I'm I'm gonna count it. And this week, I'm going to the opposite side of the ethereal realm, uh, taking a visit to the heavens to give a hunter's hunch for the God Kings. Ooh, okay. So, right now, he's got Dallas Goddard in his second flex spot. Um, they do play Monday night against Dallas. Uh, could be a big game for Dallas Goddard. Uh, the more I, th- I think about it, I'm probably going to miss this one. Uh, it seems like Trayvon Diggs is a great cornerback. Maybe he takes away... The problem is they don't really have a clear number one receiver but if he takes him away it could be goddard's night if not here's what i'm suggesting i think that uh mr anti no no who did i say marvin jones okay here we go marvin jones uh on the bench jacksonville wide receiver only started at about 43 percent right now and goddard started at 61 percent i think he's gonna be a pretty solid play all year uh if you look through his history in the league, a lot of those seasons in Detroit, dude scored a lot of touchdowns. Um, and he had a couple seasons where he was like a wide receiver too, just kind of a quiet, productive guy, really big target in the red zone. I think Trevor Lawrence will look his way a lot. And I'm expecting him to have a big game against Arizona. So that's my hunch. Ooh, also game script for Trevor throwing again. Could be nice. Could be nice. An interesting hunch. It's tough to go because I. It's tough to take not take an Eagles player against the Cowboys because if they're gonna shine. It's gonna be there. Yeah, I almost talked myself out of it in the beginning of, the segment, yeah. but I'm sticking with it. Nice. I like it. Um. Let's see. Any other surprises this week? We had, Wyatt just continue to dominate, scoring 198 points. Uh. So just getting better. Um. And he still didn't even really have a perfect week uh, at tight end. Left some points on the bench, too. So, man, just scary stuff. Yeah, and again, no one's really even popping off. Like, he'll have, like, you know, Terry McLaurin had a nice nice game. 
he's having nice games, but it's not. We're not even seeing Aaron Jones or or like any of or the Derrick Henry games like we saw yet. Yeah, and one thing about his team is he, Eckler is really the only guy on his team I think that has that capability ceiling wise. Um, but he's got uh, even kind of like your team, just a very solid floor team. Uh, a lot of his running backs are going to give you consistent output, but they're not usually going to get you 40 points a week. Yeah, but the Mahomes and Brady, that's the other, like, Mahomes can go off for, <laughs> he can hit the 40-point mark, you know? Yeah, if he gets a, a rushing touchdown, especially, he definitely could hit that. Um, Katie putting up big numbers, you know, obviously because of Henry, but the way I look at that is she scored 179, and the other guys on her team kind of were just, you know, fine uh gronk was the only other kind of big explosion but quarterbacks weren't that great uh hopkins woods and robinson just pedestrian so uh, another team to watch out for an explosion and then i'll end all my ramblings with uh my own team very happy with the way we bounced back especially because uh it was kind of the opposite of last week which i would much rather have this scenario all my wide receivers did amazing uh, and my running backs were actually the ones that were lagging. And I'm always going to be okay with that because those guys usually, you know, Mixon and Taylor, they didn't get a chance to get a touchdown. If they did, it would have been a huge week. So I'm happy. Yeah, you had a you had a week where you your team just kind of did its thing too. I feel like, yeah, my running backs are really good when they get the touchdowns because they're not necessarily the biggest PPR backs. Mm-hmm. But you're wide receivers are very low floor yes <laughs> very true um and you still haven't really seen uh justin jefferson like go wild yet 18 points is nice but i'm i think he'll consistently be at that the rest of the season i hope so um, um i want to oh. talk about a second about the flaming hot cheetahs since we're on the yeah. matriarchs Man, tough, tough week. The in- injury bug is in their locker room. Injury bug. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, having Rookies a starter get struggling. hurt. Yeah, just, just so many injuries and just, it just hasn't been, hasn't been going the cheetah's way this this off season and early beginning of the season yeah when you scroll through their roster there's just a lot of red which is ir or out uh and then even a couple questionables so um saquon has struggled to start the season i don't know if that's gonna what's gonna happen with him uh, judy is is definitely out jacob's got hurt so yeah, this is one probably to keep your eye on. I, I don't remember what part of the season last year that the Cheetah started to look towards next year, but I can't imagine, you know, they take too many more 0-2 weeks before, you know, they salvage any kind of older guys to ship off and get some extra picks. Yeah, I will say, though, not many older guys. There, I think there really are, like... That's true. They're just waiting. It's... It's really a bummer, but this is this is how it goes. Yeah, that's you're right. It may just be a wait and see kind of season. Well, 
Um, anything else from this week? I don't have too much else. I think, you know, I think that the popular ballers, it's going to be very interesting. Javante Williams getting some more work, like being very, like he and Melvin, I think had the same number of carries. And I think Javante was something like twice as efficient, like with those carries. Yeah. So, you know, you're starting to pick up some, some, some steam there. And then, you know, I, you're, I don't know what to do about Marquez Callaway. You're loving Kyle Pitts. Uh, just, and you know, Derek Carr, I don't know. Odd team. I still think that they have the starters to really be competitive. You know, like once, if you Mm -hmm. start going down the bench with the injuries, it gets, gets away from you. But with Christian McCaffrey, and Dak, he just has some big, big boom people, potentially. Yeah, his team is not too uh, dissimilar from Touchdown Abbey in that, like, you got Prescott and Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill and McCaffrey, and then Kittle and Pitts. And if the three of those guys do their thing, and then you get your Cooper Cups, Cortland Sutton, you know, guys yeah. in there. Corey Davis. Then yeah, Corey Davis, Michael Marquez, Pittman. Michael Pittman, like they've got the pieces, uh, and then you've got your, you know, Javante Williams, David Montgomery, like these guys definitely can. Like this would be a team where if everyone made the playoffs, like you're not excited if that's your first game, even if you know, no matter who your team is. Yes, I 100% agree. So, yeah, I uh, mean, I, I mean, I play them next week and definitely feel vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I do. I do have a, a fantasy question, or like a we were talking about the Browns with Jarvis out. So they have now Donovan People Jones, their tight ends, Anthony Schwartz, and Rashard Higgins. Rashad mm-hmm. Higgins. What do, What do you think happens with that? Honestly, uh, I think this is a case where. It's going to be a mess. All those guys are just average players, and I don't think you're going to see like one, excuse me, one guy rise up and get like a lion's share of the targets. I think you're just going to see kind of what you saw this week. They're all going to get peppered with four or five, and Joku is going to be in there with Austin Hooper. Uh, Kareem Hunt might get a little bit more work uh, in the passing game because he's good at that. Uh, I, I don't think that there's going to – I would be shocked if uh, DPJ or Higgins became a must-start in Landry's absence. Mm, okay. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are picking up that Demetric Felton guy, um, like a third-string running back that had a few catches. I, I just That's a waste of your time. Don't do that. Um. Well, this was a good show, fun show. I feel like we were a little tighter. Uh, we got through our stuff, and I'm glad. I'm so glad to be back. This was fun. Me too. I cannot wait until Thursday night football rolls around and to see who on the waivers picked up that hilarious tight end from the Arizona Cardinals. Just can't yep. wait. And they'll drop them two weeks from now. All right, y'all. Have a good one.